Hello and welcome to the Innerware Conversation. I am Nikki Cross, a trusted personal development partner to those in business who want to get out of their own way and truly thrive out there in business and in here in the inner world. By the way, before we get stuck in, if you want to come and do this work with me, the link to book an inquiry call is in the show notes on your podcast app. So without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I just want to sit with you, one human in business to another and share what's on my heart with a cup of coffee in my hand. There's been so much change for me out there in business and in my life and so much growth and evolution in here for me as a human. And I don't think, sometimes I don't think that we pause long enough to reflect on that and then further to that, communicate our changes. So that's what this episode is. Let's dive in there. On that, have you ever heard someone say, oh, you've changed? I have. I remember the moment. I remember the moment. I remember who the person was sat opposite me. It was over 15 years ago, but I remember it so vividly. And it wasn't in a nice way. It was said in a way that was like, you've got a bit big for your boots. Who do you think you are? Remember where you've come from kind of way. And I remember my my response was like, is that a bad thing? Because it felt like a bad thing. <laughs> and it was very, um, I want to say naive, but that's not the word I'm looking for. It was very innocent when I responded. It was. It wasn't, it, I wasn't being quick. I'm very rarely being quick. <laughs> I'm not quick. I'm in those kinds of interactions, I'm usually quite slow off the mark. So it wasn't witty. It was genuine. It was like, is that bad? And because it, it felt bad. And I wasn't being arsy. It was a genuine question. But in that, what, I, what I'm getting at here is in that moment, I was pretty flabbergasted that someone was sitting opposite me using my human need to belong and to not be rejected against me and sort of weaponizing it against my own emotions so that I'd be ashamed of the fact that I'd outgrown ways in which I fit in with that person. Obviously, I didn't think all of that at the time. That's what I think now. So here I am, you know, 170 whatever episodes in, a few years into business saying, yeah, I've changed. We all change. We grow, we evolve. And I think it's natural. Listen, since I started this business, we've had a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) we've been out of a pandemic. We've been in a pandemic. We lived in lockdown. We've been allowed back out. Personally, I've shared a full-time carer's role with a sister for a parent. I've lost a parent. And that's outside of the normal norms of having my own relationships and being a mother to a son over the past few years who's grown so much, so much has changed. So of course, of course I've changed. And more to the point of this episode, who I am in business has changed too. And I think it's important to change. It's important to allow yourself not to be so scared of change. It's important for us to accept that changing and growing and evolving is just a natural part of evolution as a human, and especially as a human in business. And I think it's powerful to evolve and expand into into who we want to become. It's powerful to stand by yourself and unlearn 
sort of stand behind yourself, I mean, and unlearn some of the ways of being that no longer serve you. And if anything, I want this episode to serve as an example of someone who is growing in real time and hasn't got it all figured out. I haven't got all my shit together and, you know, not having their shit together, not having it figured out and navigating business effectively, not having everything figured out step by step. I'm doing that actively as an ongoing practice and in real time, continually learning to let go of behaviors and habitual thought patterns and beliefs that no longer serve who I want to become. And the vision that I have for my business and who I serve, I believe, is limited by the amount that I'll allow myself to expand and grow and change. I think that one, it's like um, it's like a scale. One balances out the other. And I think for me, the feeling for now definitely is I feel like I'm starting to relax into who I am and how I am. And I hope, I hope if you're listening to this episode, I've got this written down, so I'm going to read it out. I hope that it's for one of two reasons. I hope that you're here because A, you're interested in the changes that I'm going to talk about in my business because you're considering working together and you're going to use this episode as another step to assess fit and think, would we work well together? That's like A. B is you're here because you want to hear someone evolve out loud and do it messily and do it in action and do it whilst they are navigating the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations <laughs> that come with business. And so you're here um, to, to take inspiration from that and also to give yourself a nudge of self-permission to do that for yourself because that's what I find. When I go and listen to the people I like to listen to and the podcasts and the and the audiobooks and, that I like to listen to and read, sometimes hearing someone else give themselves permission is the nudge that I need to give myself that permission slip too. So either way, regardless of what, maybe it's both, but you're welcome here. And I hope that you listen to this and decide in advance to get what you came for. So let's dive in. I have some bullet points that I want to cover in this episode. I'm going to be talking about, firstly, from my own experience, why do we resist change so fucking much? Like, because <laughs> we do. I'm just going to have a sip of coffee, bear with as we do, right? And specifically, I want to share my own experience of holding back, especially holding back communicating changes, because some of you, particularly those of you who are clients, current clients of mine, you're going to be listening to this episode thinking, Nikki, there is no change. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Because you, as I perceive it, you are behind the curtain with me, you see all of this already. You already know all of this, what I'm about to explain. But the reason why um, I think that we resist change so much and we particularly we resist communicating change, um, I want to talk about that and I want to give you some insight as well into what it's cost me to hold back from being bold and owning some of those changes out loud because it is costly and it has cost me. Um Second bullet point I've got to talk about is I want to give insight into what I'm claiming, the the place that I plant my flag at the moment. I want to reintroduce my work. I want to reintroduce myself and who I best serve because what I've learned over time is as much as it is that we come into our service-based business wanting to use our, our skills, our unique skill set in such a diverse way, and you'll hear it, right? You'll hear like, oh, we want to help everyone, and but it's really tricky 
when your skills skill set <laughs> does apply to a big range of people, narrowing this down means that you get to do your best work and your people get to have their best results, you know? Uh, so I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to wrap the episode up by telling you my personal ambitions because they've changed. How, where I hang my hat on my on my personal goals, my zoomed out goals, for those of you in the Thrive First Method, they matter to me. And how I live out my ambitions and my vision and my values through the actions that I take in my business, it affects things in the short and long term. So let's dive in. I'm going to pause the recording, have another, finish my coffee, and then I'm going to dive in. Bear with. Okay, coffee sipped, let's get in. So why do we resist change so much? And specifically, I want to share my experience of holding back, so explicitly communicating my changes. And I want to give you some insight into what it's cost me. So firstly, I want to say, I think there's positive reasons why I've resisted owning out loud my changes um, and some not so positive reasons. So on the positive side, I feel like my work is such a work of love and that that's not me saying what I give, it's me saying where it comes from. You know, every podcast episode I record, every idea I have for a workshop, every voice note that I send a client, it's always from this place inside of me that is love. It's the, it's the only way I can explain it. There's like a deep gratitude within me of the way that I get to be of service. And so when that pours out of me, that's what you guys receive and that's how it feels. And so it really is from the heart. And, you know, for example, this podcast, it's growing. I know so many of you tune in. And so it doesn't feel right to just hastily go, right, everything's changing. And I personally think that, a positive way to navigate change for me is to trust my instincts in my decision making and then to ensure that execution of that change is deeply rooted in that heart led led place um that may or may not make sense it does to me it does to me it's like i i know i can trust my decisions my instinctual decisions even if they feel rash go against the norm don't make logical sense. I know I can trust my decisions, but communicating them out loud, I feel needs to be done from a place of love, from a place of service and generosity. And I, I'm really proud of that. And I'm really proud of my consideration in my approach in that way. So everything in this episode has been journaled on and sat with for months. I've literally spent time, energy, coaching myself, going inward and what is really emerging for me feels like me owning my maturation as a business owner and as a professional in what I do and who I serve out loud, which is important. On the not so positive side, <laughs> there's definitely been avoidance, you know, that I've definitely out avoided outwardly owning these changes, probably for the exact reason that many of you avoid owning your evolution too. Usually fear of judgment. Um, fear that we're not going to belong, fear that either we're going to be, we're going to not belong or we're going to exclude others and therefore make them not belong by us owning our evolution. And 
sometimes it's just that subconscious thought that the fact that you are evolving means there's inconsistency in your identity, which can feel like it's going to be unsettling and quite frankly, it can feel very vulnerable. But when you openly state who you are and what you want and what you want to bring to the table, as I'm about to do in this episode and really stand behind yourself owning what you bring to the table, that also involves admitting that old approaches and old ways of being no longer serve us. And doing so without saying that that old version of us is wrong or worse or less than, it's just different. But it also means acknowledging our shortcomings and navigating inner changes that affect business really. It's required me to not make the old version of me, as I say, bad or wrong or less than. And that takes work, active work to be able to do that. But it has cost me not owning my own evolution out loud has definitely cost me. And I want to share with you my reflections on how not truly owning your way of doing business can be costly because I've not just seen it in myself. It's something that I see in my clients too. It's costly when you sell out. And I'm using that language very intentionally and on purpose to be provocative because you, I know that I'm saying that and you don't want to be seen as a sellout, right? And normally when we say a sellout, a lot of people class selling out is when someone does something against their values for financial reward. But I think selling out is more than that. We sell out when we don't back ourselves fully because it's easier not to and to play smaller than we'd like to play. We sell out when we create our work or our our social media post or our work of art or our podcast episode, not because it's what we want to, what we want to sell or share, but it's because we know that it'll do well because the topic is trendy or conventional. We're coloring within the lines, but it's not really what we wanted to do. We sell out when we underprice ourselves because it's easier to swim in a sea of standard pricing than stick your head above the parapet and own what you know your service is really worth. We sell out when we, and, and really stand by that, you know, we sell out when we over deliver through not setting crystal clear expectations at the beginning because we want to people please and make sure they're happy with us as a way to control their perception of us as opposed to speaking our truth. And we sell out when we overgive in order to control the perception of others that others have of us. So you can hear, I could go on, I won't. <laughs> but what you can probably hear in me is my inner inability to sell out, in which means in my case, I can't go against what I authentically want or believe is right or valuable in terms of the contribution I'm making in this lifetime with my work. I can't do it. It's too, the the discomfort of selling out for me is more uncomfortable than the benefits I receive from selling out. It, it It's just the way that I am wired. And I'd say since around August last year, I've seen glimmers of what happens when I don't sell out, when I own what I do and I stand behind it, when I create from a place of high integrity, when I clearly set and uphold my boundaries. And is it uncomfortable? Yes, at times it is, but it's always worth it. So before I move on, please know this, when you don't own what you want in business, it can be from the way you best work to your unique process, to the type of work you want to do and for who, or the way you want to structure and price your services, whatever it is. When you don't own that, it's costly. It's costly because it can impact your business results, your finances, your business reputation. 
And it's most importantly, it's costly in your inner world. And I speak from personal experience there. So before I move on, I just really want to stop there and share a little bit of a tool that I have used and continue to use with my clients and with myself. It's really simply when they or I am holding back from change and feeling stuck, it's asking curious questions. Questions like, what is this avoiding me? when I avoid it. Let me say that again because it came out weird. What is this affording me when I avoid it? As in, what do I get the benefit of avoiding by staying stuck? It's really easy to not own your own shit and say, oh, I'm just stuck. Oh, I'm, I'm, I just, I can't work that out. I can't, like, I just can't figure it out. But by not owning it, What's that meaning that you get the benefit of being able to avoid, even if it's only hypothetically in your imagination? Second question, what is this costing me to avoid it? You know, when I think about avoiding, really owning out loud who I best serve, it's costed me in, I haven't always been attracting my best fit clients. And sure, you know, I have definitely attracted people who I can serve, but what I'm finding now, like I'm I'm going to have a conversation with someone today who she's just starting up her business and she would love, she said on a message, I'd love to work with you. And I'm talking to her just because I'm really interested in where she's at. And I love talking to people and I love hearing about the challenges that they're facing. And I love serving them with my free content. But I, I'm going to get onto that call today and I am going to be saying, look, my my service is not for you and where you're at right now. My free content definitely is, but my one-to-one work is not. And it feels so great inside to be able to own that and to be able to point them in the direction of where their financial resources are best spent right now. To me, that feels like integrity and that feels good. <laughs> it feels really good. It doesn't feel grabby. It doesn't feel scarce. It feels generous and it feels good. And lastly, there will be discomfort in both places. There's discomfort in you staying stuck right now and there's going to be discomfort in you making like progress moving forward. So recognizing the discomfort in both of those places and zooming out, ask yourself, what would future me be happier with the discomfort choice? Would future me be happier that I chose the discomfort of now and where I'm stuck? Or would future me be happier that I navigated the discomfort of making meaningful forward progress? Because here's the thing, I'm going to do a whole episode dedicated to the dangers of chasing certainty in business, because that is something that I am definitely (laughs) very much um, experienced and um, what's the word? certified in being able to talk about chasing certainty and the dangers of it. But what I found is the most successful people in business in terms of business metrics, um, you know, standard business metrics, they do cultivate their inner world. They do invest in their capacity for tolerating the emotional discomfort. In fact, do you know what? I'm not even going to go into that part of it because I'm doing next week, I'm doing an episode all about tolerating impatience in business. And I think the week after I'm going to cover uncertainty or maybe the week after that. So there's episodes coming up covering those things. Now I'm at a place in this episode where everything I'm about to say is it really matters to me. (laughs) It really, really matters to me. I think that 
I'm going to break it into two parts. I think this is going to be part one of the episode, and then I'm going to follow up with a part two. What you're going to hear in part two of this episode about reintroducing myself is all about what I am claiming out loud. And it's not going to be a shock, but I've just never really owned these things out loud. And I feel like it's important to do. I feel like one of the biggest skills in running my own business has taught me and that I continue to cultivate is the skill of cultivating my own inner grounded confidence, particularly when it comes to talking about what I do and what I offer without outsourcing my feelings on the response I get or requiring external input or validation or affirmation or approval. This is huge. And I know that it's not just a biggie for me, but it is for you lot too. Because when we don't, we become codependent on out there, likes, opinions, results. We essentially say, I can't be confident in myself until I seek that confidence validation from out there. So I'm going to record the next part of this episode in a part two. I hope what you've taken from this episode, though, is is allowing you to reflect everything that I've shared, my own experience, and reflect it back onto you. Where in business are you really not owning what makes you thrive? (laughs) Pardon the pun. It's not a pun. You know what I mean? Where aren't you owning what you want? And it can be as simple as even if you're in employment and you're thinking, you know what? I'd love to talk to my employer about working hybrid. I'd love to turn around to them and say, if you want the best out of me, I need to work in these ways. And you know what? If you're self-employed, maybe that's time. Maybe this is your prompt to turn around to yourself and be like, hey, if I want the best from me, I work best in these ways, as opposed to continually subjecting yourself to old ways of being, working, thinking, behaving. You know, let this initial episode be your nod to self-reflect and see where aren't you owning what you want out loud and get ready for the next episode as well, because it's coming only a day or so later. So I'll see you in part two. Until then, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. Loved having you with me today. Now it's over to you. There are three things you can do straight away. Number one, have a think about what one thing stood out the most in this episode and how you can use it to create change in your life and business and message it to me. Just a simple act of writing it out and sending it to someone who gets it is usually enough to keep you accountable to take the next steps. Number two, think of one person who'd really benefit from hearing this episode today and send it to them. Tell them I said hi. And lastly, don't forget, if it's your time to take this work to the next level, pop me a message and ask about my services and we can see what would be the best fit for you. And as always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.